0: Plushcare.com slash weight loss.
1: Welcome to the Swapcast Podcast, the world's only podcast dedicated to body swap movies. I'm your host, Paul Mitzi, and with me we have. Lucy Thomas and Brendan Levi. And joining us once again, we have one of the hosts of the fantastic Hunting Seasons podcast, Broderick Goddess. In today's episode, we'll be breaking down the 2022 Pixar animated comedy, Turning Red, starring Sandra Oh, Jordan Fisher, Phineas O'Connor, James Hong and Rosalie Chang. Where thanks to an ancient curse, a 13-year-old girl starts turning into a giant red panda every time she gets excited. But before we get into that, just a reminder that we absolutely love hearing from our listeners and we welcome film suggestions for future episodes. So please reach out to us on Twitter or Instagram, send us an email at theswapcastpodcast at gmail.com And if you want to support our show, reviewing us is the best way possible. So to say thank you, if we reach 100 star ratings on iTunes and Spotify, we will finally fulfill our fans' most common request to review Faces. (laughs) So, on to Turning Red. This is the latest Pixar film to have its theatrical release cancelled and be put straight onto Disney+. Did it deserve this fate, or does it join fellow Pixar Body Swap Soul as another casualty in Disney's mistreatment of Pixar? I'll go over to our resident Pixar expert, Broad. Oh, you. <laughs> oh. I'll take
2: that. I'll take that claim. Yeah. Uh, did it deserve to be shoved onto Disney Plus? Um fucking Lutely not. Are we allowed to are we allowed to swear on this podcast?
1: Yes. Of oh, fucking course, no. No. excellent.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was just planning to say "cunt" over and over again for the last ten minutes of the podcast. <laughs> Fantastic. If that's directed at Disney for putting it on the streaming service <laughs> only. Mm-hmm. You're yeah, welcome. Yeah. To. All right, I'm gonna be. Su- I'm gonna start and say something super lame here. You know how sometimes you can go into or watch a movie and you wonder whether your mood affected how you felt about it. Like you go, I didn't really like that. Everyone else seems to have loved it. Why? Didn't I like it? Maybe I was just in a weird mood. This stuff was going on. I had a very emotional weekend. Good emotions, but a very emotional weekend. Mm -hmm. I sat down to watch this movie, and within about 30 seconds, I was crying with joy, because I (laughs) loved how well executed it was straight away. And if you want to talk about a reason for this to be on the big screen, it looks amazing. It has some incredible visuals, and the soundtrack is so fucking good. Mm -hmm. I am- live it I couldn't see this in a cinema absolutely fucking live it I can't see this in a cinema I was lucky enough to be at home by myself I have a nice tv I was able to have like it was just me and a glass of wine and this tv and my tv and like the sound (laughs) up loud and it was great but fuck this would have been great in a cinema I'm really upset with Disney about this one (laughs) yeah
3: and why why did they do that to it
2: was it well, a COVID no. thing, or it can't be anymore? They just they had Encanto in the cinemas, the Batman's in the cinemas at the same time. Ryan the Last, Ryan the Last Dragon, and Encanto—the last
1: two Disney movies—were yeah. cinema released in Australia. Four,
2: yep, uh, all over the world. Yeah,
3: yeah.
1: And then uh, the last four Pixar movies were all put straight to Disney Plus. Brutal. So it's like they have a grudge against Pixar right now. Mm.
0: <laughs> I thought it would be their moneymaker, no? Well,
1: it always was. Like you put a Pixar movie in the cinema, it was always a guaranteed money making making hit.
2: My theory is that they are trying to coerce Pixar into making more sequels to existing properties. Like it's like, oh, you guarantee you that Buzz Lightyear film that's coming out later this year will be in cinemas. Because they know they'll mm. make money yeah. because Toy Story is a recognizable brand. For some reason they look at Turning Red or Soul and they go. Uh, eh, just not sure that's got an audience for some reason. It's not tracking that it's gonna make a lot of money at the cinemas. Um mm. and then they put on Disney Plus. Or, yeah, I I've yeah, there's some back end contract thing where they don't have to pay Pixar as much if it doesn't make a box office like um earnings or something like that. I've got no idea. It's gross though. I hate it.
1: Yeah. Well there's been like a lot of controversy this week because there's like a Florida a bill that's just been passed mm. in Florida about um like, not teaching, like, don't, gay things don't in say schools. Gay. Mm. Don't say g- gay. And, like, Disney what? has been- That's what it's called. Disney. The don't, yeah. the don't, don't say- Don't say gay things in school. Don't, it's, that's, the don't yeah. say
3: gay Bill. So, you can't, like-
1: You can't mention being the gay. the Bill I've ever heard of. Yeah.
3: <laughs> and so, nothing uh, in fiction. Like, you can't- Yeah. There can't be gay characters
1: <laughs> in
4: books or- Disappointed yeah. you, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, so,
1: anyway- Then people are like, hey, wait a second, Disney are actually like giving money to the politicians that are passing this, Mm -hmm. yet they're all like pro-gay whatever. So like then all these protests started happening and eventually now Disney have finally pulled their funding of these politicians. But um, in the lead up to that, all the employees of Pixar released a letter saying that Disney has been actively removing gay contact from all their scripts. Whoa. And that all these movies that were supposed to have gay content mm-hmm. in them, once they get through the Disney machine, all that shit's taken out.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: So like it seems like there's definitely something happening between the two arms of the company that's not gelling right now. Mm-hmm
0: the disney wars.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> um anyway, I want to know Paul, what did you think of mm-hmm. this movie? And also Brendan.
1: Well, I I really love this movie okay. and I yeah. and it's funny like um after that conversation we just had I'm really surprised at some of the stuff that made it through the Disney machine. Completely. I think (laughs) this is very, like, probably the most adult-skewing Pixar movie ever in Mm. terms of, like, mentioning periods and that kind of thing. You would have never had That in any of
2: the other films, there might have been ones with more mature tones sure. to them. I was gonna say, Soul to me, yeah. I still feel fi- I still would argue Soul isn't a, a film for a adults film. that kids yeah. can yeah. enjoy, but in terms of that sort of content that you know wouldn't have traditionally be in a kids' film or a family film, I agree, like, right? yeah,
1: mm. yeah, this is definitely the horniest um <laughs> yeah. Pixar movie ever made, yeah, yeah, May was thirsty, <laughs> eh, <Ash>? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, so I had a little, a lot of fun with it. Um, I thought. The the music I wasn't as hot on it as what uh, Broad was.
2: Stop listening to the soundtrack. I like the music. I uh, also repeat.
3: I also cried in this movie, and I feel like yeah. the music really really helped. <laughs> Thank me you, get Lucy. There.
2: I'm, I'm not <laughs> the only loser here. That's good. <laughs> uh,
1: I think I think the score was beautiful, and I but I think the boy band songs they were written by Billie Eilish and her brother, and I think they really feel like they were written by someone who didn't live in that era because they sounded more like 90s boy band songs than 2002 when this film was released i don't know if that's a gripe that i, I just had i could
0: tell the difference yeah
1: <laughs> I, I think that crossover
2: in the 90s it's like how the 70s and the 80s is like you, they don't they're not just defined by the exact 10 years there's definitely Completely. 90s boy bag, bands that went into 2002 yes yeah that's definitely yeah. They, they showed they had an australian yeah, tour in 1999 yeah, exactly. <laughs> Had strange. Australian tour in 1999. These guys start in the 90s. They'll continue on until the early 2000s. That's 4Town. That's mm, mm, okay. But,
1: um, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I love the animation style. I think it doesn't look like the other Pixar movies. Mm-hmm. It's definitely got, like, um, a really car- more of a cartoony look to it and much more of an anime look for it. Mm-hmm. This movie is about a Chinese-Canadian, but it really is heavily in- influenced by Japanese- Um, anime and Japanese culture. Yeah, definitely got that. Sailor
2: Moon, I don't know if you guys recognised the sort of- the colour palette and almost like the um, watercoloured backgrounds are very Sailor Moon, pinks and Mm -hmm. purples and sort of there's a certain like fuzziness to them that's extremely Sailor Moon.
1: And there's a lot of Miyazaki in this, mm-hmm. like- um, I mean, the panda on its own is very panda- sucker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It looked like just like something out of Pompoko or um, Totoro. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, the, the colours were just like- it, it looked like an anime, which I, you know, I love that. So yeah. I had a lot of fun watching this film. I thought it was really, really cool. And like, um, as with all Pixar films, I thought the emotional stuff Really worked, so um, yeah, I I loved it all- overall.
3: And I just cannot express how it just like fuels my fire, knowing how mad the Karen mums are. Like mm-hmm. it just yeah. gives me chills <laughs> of how much <laughs> what do you mean? I love it. Um, what, well, what,
0: I, who's I I angry about what?
3: Um, my lunch break today, I um was just reading some stuff online, and there is just so much anger from mums being like this children should not be able to watch this movie and this mum was like you know my kids know where babies come from and like we don't shy away from this sort of stuff but um having to explain what a period is to my young boy like (laughs) i wasn't ready for that on a friday night it's like if your kids know where babies come from they should know what a fucking period is and it's like (laughs) and it's like don't try to be chill mum like, you're like, my kids know where for babies come from, but periods, it's like, you have a period, like, get over it, and just, yeah. And it's I'm also just-
2: never said explicitly really that much anyway, it's like, mm-hmm. if the you don't know what pads bloom. are, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. it's like, no what pads are, you're not going to go, mom, what's pads, and then have a, like, either you have the conversation or divert them to something else they'll keep watching the movie they'll be distracted in 10 yeah, seconds yeah and i like,
3: just like i said i just love when those women are angry and just <laughs> it's so misguided and they're total losers and it just i just love it it's just i feel am yeah, so, I I'm so. so, so any, happy
0: i didn't do any research this this week i'm uh, well i did some but uh
3: i can't wait i do for, have a question i can't wait for the reviews i'm sure paul found like christian moms <laughs> going oh my god <laughs> like <laughs> improper thoughts
0: now, is is a red panda a uh, like colloquial for your period? Is it that- is now.
4: <laughs> it is now turning red. Yeah. Yeah.
2: That's the thing.
0: That's cool.
1: <laughs> um, and really like the amount of GMO like foods that we're feeding our children, they're all getting their periods at five anyway. Like a period <laughs> a period is like a kid's thing now anyway. So um but yeah, Brendan, what did you think of the film?
0: Oh, like this film. Like I said, I did a lot of research afterwards because I was just like, I need to pre- prepare myself because I'm going to be with Paul, Broad, Lucy, and I'm going to tell them, I thought it was, eh, it was all right. Uh, <laughs> and my, my- I, had to mentally, yeah. I had to mentally prepare myself because I know I'm going to be like flogged b- <laughs> verbally
3: by you guys. I knew that would be the one. Whole show I now. knew someone wouldn't <laughs> like it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the thing is with Brennan is that we've established this before, his inner child is dead. <laughs> <laughs> Like all that joy, the childhood joy has I'm been so zapped out of it. Because yeah. yeah,
3: well, maybe that's true. I don't know. I feel saying that, but um, but Brendan loves a coming of age tale, like mm. a young person finding themselves.
1: No, he only likes coming of age tales if they're about a depressed <laughs> white guy, guy a white guy <laughs> that doesn't know his place in the world and <gasps> is is flummoxed by the fact that all the women in his life are frustrated <laughs> by the fact that he. Can't fucking get off his ass and do anything useful with his life. See,
0: this is what I was talking about when I'm like, I had to prepare for this podcast because I knew I'd just get flogged with bullshit.
1: Well, well, Here's you know, like, shower us, to tear it apart, shower us with all this, um, you know, knowledge that you got in your research. Yeah, go on. Yeah, I didn't that do any back. research. Just- <laughs> yeah. Go on. You're with
3: the Karen mums. You're on the wrong side of history.
0: I no. I I liked that they talked about periods and stuff. That was cool. Um, it was my favorite bit. I don't know. You liked <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, so what? Um, but it was just. It was just. Uh. Uh. Felt like a Pixar film. Like I haven't really been like. I guess since Soul, which is more recent, I guess, but. For me, I don't know. I know Paul has like this affinity for Pixar. And I guess Brod's holding his hand up to No, that's me because I want
2: to comment in a second, but go on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, I just, I- I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't have the same response as you
2: I- I'm going to defend you for a second, Brendan, like I did in the Soul Review. Actually, I was listening back to that um, yesterday. <laughs> the, I, I've i tried to find people, I've asked everyone around me basically, if you watch Shining Red, if you watch Shining Red, Because I want to gush about with somebody and no one else seems to be nearly as hot on it as I am. Like everyone I've spoken Mm -hmm. to has been like, yeah, it's all right just like you. So you're not a that's for sure. I mean, I'm glad to hear that Lucy and Paul might be on, on my side here, which is nice, because I've fucking finally found someone to talk to. However, did you say Soul was the last movie you're excited about? Because you were by far the coolest on that film when we reviewed it as well. Like,
0: for Soul, it was because it, like, was horribly like, looking into my deepest fears as, for, for two hours or however long that thing tracks. But um, to a- like, you know, <laughs> like, Up is a beautiful story, and I guess it's about guys. Oh no, I'm I'm proving you guys wrong. I'm running away. <laughs> this
2: is this is my favorite Pixar movie since Toy Story three. I, oh, wow, uh, it was twelve years ago. I absolutely love. I immediately started rewatching it as soon as I finished, and I've sort of filtered no. through it a couple of times already. Yeah, really, mm. really loved it.
1: Yeah, I'm keen to rewatch this film. Mm. I, I I just I think thought it was
2: hilarious. Like I was. Mm. This also helped. Just before watching it, I watched two minutes of How I Met Your Father, and then I watched the first episode <laughs> of Upload Season 2 and didn't get a single laugh, and within the first five minutes of watching Turning Red, I had chuckled at least half a dozen times and continued to throughout the rest of the movie. Like, it's a very, take-
3: very funny film. I didn't laugh in How I Met Your Father either, but I just, like, reached for the warm blanket that is that format and, like, wrapped sure. around myself <laughs> and was like, oh, I'm safe in here. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's bad.
1: Um, I, I was to say, I do, I, I have to agree. I didn't laugh in How I Met Your Father. I mean, this isn't a How I Met Your Father review, but, um, <laughs> to have to that one day.
4: <laughs>
1: but, um, yeah, like, and I did laugh in this film. I thought it was funny and yeah, and it's just so energetic as well. Yeah. You can't help but getting like swept up in it, especially at like, the beginning, is just like so fast paced. It's like in your face. Mm.
2: I, I just don't have any criticisms for it. It's like it's paced perfectly. Its yeah. sense of humor is like right there for me. It's message is fantastic. I love all the characters that are in it. Mm-hmm. Um there I don't there were no down moments where I was bored or anything like that. It crescendos in an incredible way so that it looks great, the music's great. I it's a home run for me. I just mm. I don't have any anything that didn't work for me in the entire film.
1: Yeah. Like um when you fi- kind of start realising where the plot's going to go. I thought it was going to be like a case of her, she's going to try to live her life at school and then have to hide turning into the mm. panda and it's going to be that for the whole film. Yeah. But it turned out to be something completely different and I really appreciated
3: that. Mm. And
1: it's not necessarily where I thought it was going to go. So, Do you Speak- want to do
3: the plot or are we like too- way too far? gone? <laughs>
0: Yeah, you guys got to remember, just because bronze on here doesn't mean we have to, like, raise the bar of this podcast. <laughs> it's still about talking about how hot people are and dick and fart jokes. No, I got a lot of things. I've got a
3: Stephen King quote here. Like, I'm going to really, I've got a lot to say. So, we exactly. need to, like, do the formalities and then I don't wanna okay. dig uh. into the themes.
1: I have to say, I didn't take a whole lot of notes in this film because I was just so like wrapped up in it. I'm not far behind you. I didn't
3: write a lot while I was watching it, but then afterwards, I really like had a lot of thinking. I didn't either,
0: yeah. yeah. Oh, because Brendan never does. (laughs) 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 No, I wrote notes. I just, there was nothing like offensive for me to be like, what the fuck? (laughs) Um, I've actually only got one note. It was absent father.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So let's do the 30 second plot summary.
3: Ready, set, go.
1: Alright, so it's about May, she is a girl when she turns 13, she starts uh, turning into a red panda whenever she's excited, and uh, when her mum finds out, she lets her know it's due to her family curse. Um, the mum wants her to stay home, but the girl starts using it to earn money to go see a boy band with her friends, um, but then when the mum finds out, uh, she uh, wants her to do this uh, thing that will turn <laughs> stop her from turning into the panda, um, and then in the end, they turn Zero. into ju- giant cages. Oh. <laughs> I think the not word bad. you're
3: looking for is ritual. She <laughs> yeah. wants to do this thing.
1: <laughs> I got through most of it, Not I bad, think, not bad. Yeah, you got yeah. to the third act. Yeah. So get us started, Lucy. What was in your notes?
3: Oh, I just loved, like, it touched on a lot of things, and I always do this, but, like, as a parent, um... <laughs> Yeah, I just – there was just so much going on that I really loved. I just loved the way, like, the mum was flawed but, like, they kind of worked through that and they, like, sort of healed, like, generational, like, mistakes and, like, there was lots of growth. And um I just loved the way, you know – yeah, the Stephen King quote I wrote down is from Stand By Me and it's like, I never had friends later on like the ones I had when I was 12. Jesus, did anyone. um. Just, like, the way those girls just, like, are ride or die. I just remember being that age and having friends like that. And, yeah, I just I just loved that part of it.
1: So there was a, a kind of a Twitter war that happened this week because one of the reviews that came out for mm, the film. I was going to bring this um, up, yeah. Yeah, he, uh, the reviewer said that Pixar are doing this thing now where they're using really specific voices for their films um, That alienates everyone else and he was kind of uh suggesting but because this film is about a asian canadian 13 year old girl that no one else in the world's going to be able to relate to the story was it a man
3: Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. (laughs) Have you no, like, ability to think about the interior life of anyone else other than yourself? Like, you can't find that fucking interesting?
2: He can can relate to toys and fish and monsters and cars, but not a fucking 13-year-old girl. (laughs) Impossible.
3: Rage.
0: Yeah, I always find that argument just so when a world is full of stories about men doing things. Yeah. Um, And you're like, we can't have stories about women doing things because like, how will I relate? It's like, well, if that's what you truly believe, then you're like, you're saying that there's nothing out there for women. Whereas for me, I'm like, uh, like women have been watching movies and they've been able to relate to things, but it is good to get a, a different perspective. And a perspective that is still universal. It yes. can just come from a woman's like voice. Like the That's way okay. I just yeah. like
3: thought, like I drew like a correlation with Stand By Me, which is about a bunch of horny <laughs> like teenage
0: exactly, like, yeah. boys
3: on the cusp of puberty. Um, And it made me think of of that. And, you know, that was about but boys. But you get
0: even a a, a different res- perspective and a richer one because you get to get it from another Uh, Completely, Another culture, another space that you've never experienced, and you
2: can see it from another...
3: And it's like, isn't it nice to learn about, like, the world? Like, I don't want to (laughs) only hear my own stories. Surely that's
2: what art is, right? Art is like Mm. an empathy machine. It's how you learn and experience other people's lives, so you get perspectives on other people's stories and experiences.
0: Yeah, like, boys could watch this and be like, oh, I can also, like, relate to my friends without, like... Calling each other dickheads and stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Like we could Hmm. actually be really encouraging to each other.
2: (laughs) My, well, I was saying I was crying earlier on this film. I have this, this is my, this is my embarrassing admission. I tend to do this when I see like positive um, representation in stuff that's never been seen before. So, like the famous one for me was I sobbed like a fucking baby at the end of The Legend of Korra when I'd never seen an animated kids' film that had two women as a love interest. And that's how that, show ended and it, people wanted it people really craved this to happen they never thought the show would go there and they actually did it it was really really cool and this for me it was like one of the scenes was the one where she was doing her like fan art of devon or whatever and like this idea of like female desire in a teenager is just not something you've ever seen in an animated film before let alone mm. a disney film before i was like that's fucking cool somebody so animated cool.
3: pads and tampons like yeah, that exactly. is out of this world <laughs>
2: And, like, it was mortifying when um May's mum was, like, driving her to the fucking convenience store. And, like, I felt all that, of that. Like, that was I hit, horrifying. That hit me hard. Oh. Yeah. I
0: knew exactly what mm. she was feeling. Yeah. yeah.
1: The, the bit where she took her to the convenience store and then the bit where she went to school with the pads. Oh. I just wanted to <laughs> jump in the screen I and not I mean, into the reconciled <laughs> at the end. Yeah. <laughs>
0: like, that was yeah. the most brutal thing it, that a kid could experience.
1: <laughs> well, and I think it goes to that cultural specificity because, like, in I think a film, if it was a white protagonist, the scene after she took her to this convenience store would have been a very different outcome. Sure. But she was kind of, like, more worried about – she was – more internalizing the guilt herself. And yeah. She's like, this is my fault. And she was wanting forgi- forgiveness from her mother uh, rather than it's like, my mum's a fucking bitch. I can't believe she did this to me.
2: She literally yeah. slaps herself at one point, which Brilliant. I thought was yeah. quite visceral. And I know it's something that people can do, particularly when they're very anxious and all those sorts of things, having a panic attack and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But that, like, that hit me how like affecting this was for her. It's literally the first time she's like, had this like she craves her mum's approval. Mm. It's the whole point of the film and like she 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 takes it on herself like it was her fault next day wakes up as a red panda. What a brilliant mm. fucking <laughs> it's a beautiful film. I love it. Yeah.
4: Is it a fever? A Stomachache? Chills constipation? No! Wait, is it that? Did the
3: Did the red peony bloom? No. Maybe <gasps> but it's too soon. Don't worry, mei I'll get everything you need.
4: Mommy's here! Jin! It's
1: happening Did either of you guys, Brennan or Lucy, watch this with your like partners Or Lucy, did you try to show this to Otis?
3: Yeah, but he was very like into building like, with his Duplo So it was <laughs> <Yeah>. not <laughs> so much Just another fucking yeah. man who can't relate yeah. to a woman's story <laughs> Katrina,
0: Katrina um, played with her Duplo well.
1: <laughs> Speaking of this as a kid's film the nightmare sequence. I mm-hmm. could definitely see mm-hmm. some kids being traumatised for life after That's that. fine.
2: I've talked about this before. I was traumatised watching, like, Return to Oz and shit when I was a kid. It's a normal part of growing up. It can have a 30-second traumatising dream scene. It's fine. With yeah. a snake that's been cut in half and a weird donkey and the boy band fish. flower things and the fish yeah. man dying. <laughs> yeah, it was great.
3: I used to live with this chick who told me that her mum let her watch Pulp Fiction when she was nine. I'm like, I saw that movie in, like, maybe when I was 16 and it fully did a number on me at that age. (laughs) Like, I kept on thinking about that GIMP thing and just, like, I was like, that's real Yeah, that would be- I'm like, I was like, you're too young. She's a bad parent. That was bad. (laughs) (laughs) So, this wasn't Pulp Fiction. You'll be fine.
0: Here's, uh, Here's some more ammo for you guys to, like, tell me I'm a horrible white male. Um, I remember seeing uh, what was it called, the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Mm-hmm. At like, so we went, me and my family went to, to <laughs> my parents' friend's house or whatever, and they're like, put a video on. And you watched Rocky
3: right. Horror? That's brilliant.
0: And yeah, I just remember just like the scene where Tim Curry like goes and has sex with the with the lady character, and then hops over to the the guy character and just being like what? What's going on? I don't understand. This is incomprehensible. And it just made me feel really weird. It was like, oh, I don't know what's going on here, but it's not
2: right. This is why they should have Tim Curry having sex with people in Disney Pixar films, so it's not weird when you accidentally come across it in Rocky Horror. Yeah. Tim Uh, Curry, yeah. Tim Curry's particularly Tim (laughs) Curry.
1: The the, the only Disney film I think... he has been in two Disney films that I can think of. He was the villain Does in Muppet Treasure Island. Come? Treasure, Treasure Island. And he was also, I knew that one. he was also the villain in one of the Beauty and the Beast sequ- sequels. And I oh. think he played like an organ. Yeah. An <laughs> sure. evil, evil organ, <laughs> which, you know, an organ. Who has uh, sex with Belle. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> so, okay. This is, of course, a body swap podcast that we do oh, right. we, we always forget about that <laughs> <laughs> what do we think of this as a buddy swap i mean we we definitely get the uh stock standard uh scene where the person wakes up and doesn't realize and that goes to the swapped toilet and, yeah goes to the toilet and doesn't realize until they look in the mirror mm. that they've actually swapped um there's always some mishap with with the toilet itself this time um their uh foot gets trapped in the toilet uh, did we enjoy this this scene? Do we think it added anything to the thousands of times we've seen this scene before?
2: Has there been one that's been an <laughs> allegory for getting your period for the first time before? Because that's that's what this one was. The whole I'd
1: have mistake. To re- of- I'd have to reanalyze it, uh, the ones we've watched. There may, there may have been. I don't think so.
4: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if,
2: there, if there's anything that, that makes it a, a great body swap film, it's that it's got a very strong metaphor. Like, mm-hmm. you can, it can be the metaphor of, yes, she's getting her period for the first time. Or it can be the metaphor of, like, just her emotions being out of check. It's different with her mum. I certainly remember what I was like with my parents when I was going through my teenage years, with my mum in particular, versus what I was like and how close I was to my friends. Even that particular adolescent anger... Which is really a big part of the the panda transformation, particularly with her mum. Mm. There's, like, two versions of her panda. There's the one that doesn't have the markings on the shoulders and the one that does. And that's and the red eyes and stuff. And that's the angry one that comes out when she, like, attacks Tyler at the party and stuff. Like, that's a very specific part. So, I really like the metaphor. I guess it's based into, like, a werewolf or, like, shaggy dog style of one where the transformation's happening either out of control or in their control but can switch back and forth. Is that a common one you guys can across? Yeah.
1: But the thing is with Shaggy Dog, it is really <laughs> random. Like it never happens for any reason <laughs> yeah, except there, that the when plot needs
2: to or something. Yeah. It's not tied to a, a specific theme or idea as well as this is, yeah.
1: No, that was definitely one of our criticisms of Shaggy Dog is how random and arbitrary all the swaps were in that film. Whereas this they all had purpose. Um and yeah, I do agree, like the the allegory and the metaphor of the, like, the swaps, like there was thought behind them, mm-hmm. which is something that we definitely uh, criticize a lot of the movies you watch, like that there's no point or thought into anything.
3: Um, and look, you can't compare this with any of the films I'm about to mention, but, uh, we've dealt with, um, swap films that have, have like talked about periods before and usually Mm -hmm. like it ends with like them getting period blood on their face and all over the walls and it's like, and it's like the shining. So this was, I really did appreciate the depiction of, you know. Just, like, it being pretty chill.
1: <laughs> Do you reckon there was an original draft of this script where that does happen?
4: Well,
0: this one does end with a stadium being destroyed. Like, isn't that, like, a, a part of the allegory? <laughs> it's like...
2: What?
3: That-
2: <laughs> what are you suggesting?
3: Yeah, what are you suggesting? <laughs> I'm gonna fucking kill well, you, that her, <laughs> mom- that her mom
2: finally got a huge period and, like... <laughs> <laughs> Ruined the stadiums that we say. I understand. Yeah.
0: Was, uh, did I miss something?
2: I think you no? might have. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um. So, what do we think of the whole like boy band boy band subplot? Um, their obsession with the boy band and uh as a dr- a, a big driver of the plot. Um,
2: well. It's, I- Mm-hmm. Go on, Lucy, you go.
3: Sorry. Oh well, I was just thinking when I was thirteen, I was like hmm. past boy bands. I was like ready to give <laughs> ready to give my self to Daniel Jones from Silver Chair or something like that. So I didn't quite <laughs> gel with the boy band factor. I was yeah. into more like dangerous guys. But uh
1: you, you were like <laughs> saving up for the Leonard Cohen a- a concert yeah. when you were thirteen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> Actually, I'm trying to think. I mean, it probably would have been Daniel John's. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah, I wasn't allowed to go to concerts when I was 13,
2: so
3: I never mm. had that
2: really experience until I was a bit older. I think my first concert was John Farnham, so I don't really think that's quite in the same leg as <laughs> NSYNC or Backstreet Boys. But I think, um, I think again, like the the Panda metaphor, it's like, yes- this is sort of a thing that girl teenage girls in the early two thousands or late nineties might be into. But just like, okay, if boy bands aren't your thing, then if you just supplement the same thing for you, what were you obsessed with? Fucking I had a diary at school that had a countdown to the Lord of the Rings films coming out and the Matrix films and shit <laughs> coming sense. out. Like, do you know what I mean? Like every <laughs> yeah. day would be like the next number. I'd cross it off each day. Like you you were something you were obsessed with Absolutely. and would go out of your way to do. Everyone has it. So sure, it's not boy bands. Mm. Just think of think what it was a, for you. A,
0: this was lost on like modern generations because they did focus on such a like nostalgic like yeah, I wondered yeah, that what whether was our the generation choice?
3: why was the choice to do it set it the in that time? The director is
0: of the
2: director is of that. Like of it era. was refreshing
0: mm. that it wasn't about like TikTok, you know stars mm. and, and flossing and shit. But, like, but it, yeah.
2: that being said, like, this could have easily been, <laughs> like, you could easily have set this now and made it about, like, BTS or uh, yeah. you're yeah. a K-pop band I, very Yeah, quickly. I was definitely thinking that, yeah. Yeah, but I think it is set this way mostly because the director, this is her experience and sort of very much reflective of that and the era that she was a teenager. And it's actually, it seems to be a bit of a trend at the moment. The 90s, early 2000s is becoming, like, a, a period to explore a cool. lot. Pen15- which mm. shares some DNA in terms of, like, awkward teen years and troubles in, with in your- one of
1: Yeah, one of the pictures at the beginning where they were showing the pictures of her growing up, she had the same haircut as yes. her- as the girl in Pen15. Pen15 Absolutely, yeah, even like that her.
2: generational trauma, <laughs> second generation um, Asian Canadian, in this case, yeah. Asian American in Pen15. Like, there is, uh, this yeah, is totally. uh, definitely a current trend in but storytelling. But I feel like
3: with Pen15, like, they made it about the time they were growing up and it was fought, like, that is 100% my age, like, the same year that they were in mm-hmm. high school. Like, it, it that was me. So, it was all, like, the witchcraft, the all of it. Sure. Like, with this film, I'm assuming that they wanted younger people to watch it. Like, do young people know what Tamagotchis are? Like, I feel like she, the director might have had to fight for setting it in that time.
0: Possibly, yeah. They were just like, no, no, do it won't. We just won't show it to anyone. Yeah.
3: <laughs> we'll they <just put> <laughs> are not getting a cinema relief.
1: I mean, this has always been a thing, though. Like, we, when we grew up, there were plenty of films set in the 70s and, like, you know, Dazed and Confused was, you know, not of its time and films like Dick with Kirsten Dunst and
2: all those kind of things. But I wasn't watching
0: Dazed and Confused at seven or eight, you know
2: what I mean? Mm. But I I guess I would rather the director tells an authentic- Something that they're familiar with authentically, and it doesn't feel like old people trying to be cool and hip and young. Do you know what I mean? Totally, like, yeah. I think like again, when experience-
3: Brendan said, said "floss" before, like- <laughs> exactly, exactly <laughs> like
2: that. And when I mentioned BTS, like yeah. I've listened to one of their songs. Um, yeah, exactly right. Like that's I, I'd rather that. And also, it's probably worth remembering that I think Pixar is a brand on its own that started in 1995 with Toy Story. People who were kids when Toy Story came out now our age. And so this yeah. was, like, for them it's, like, very familiar as well. I'm, I don't think kids will have a problem with this.
1: And it's kind of just refreshing to watch a film about kids where they're not just constantly looking at their phones. Like, I feel like you watch mm. most films and mm. it's just a whole bunch of scenes of people looking at their phones. So yeah.
2: always that texting graphic on the screen now that every film has to have because that's how people yeah. communicate yeah. rather than... I
3: really have something to say, but I have to save it for... Um, Tenuous, but like okay. I'm dying inside, <laughs> and no one's allowed to <laughs> guess.
1: Yeah, but I mean, it it's not always a bad thing. Like the focus on technology that films seem to have. Like last year, we got Mitchell's versus the machines, which is mm-hmm. fantastic. But
2: Comparable then la- for me, these two movies—they're great. Yeah,
1: but then last year we also got Ron's got wrong, Ron's gone wrong, which is like almost the same film, but just are you making fucking things
3: shit. up? What are you talking about? And you're saying a lot of words I don't understand. <laughs> uh, so, Mitchells versus the machines is it wrong? What?
1: <laughs> Mitchells versus the machines is a great uh, animated film from last year that you should watch on Netflix.
3: Sure. And r- which is r-
0: about in a like father daughter relationship rather than hmm, mother daughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Brendan, then-
3: you should have made fun of me here. I just made fun of you for like not I'm just like talking about the floss or whatever. I don't. I'm not cool either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh so Brendan, will you show turning red to your child when it arrives? Like the day it arrives? Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It will be
0: on in the delivery room. It'll we'll help Katrina like have instead of epidurals, we will go turning red. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um does anyone else have any notes? that they want to mention before we go to the
3: next thing? I uh, just quickly want to talk about, I love cooking montages and I just love yes. all the food looked so mm. good in this. It made me just really hungry and I loved it. And it's yeah. That's-,
0: that's Yeah. That was like the other thing I thought of when you were saying like Japanese influence, whenever you watch a Japanese anime and they're doing food. So good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The that- father's cooking. Yeah. <mwah>. That yeah. scene yeah.
2: of, yeah, of May's um, dad cooking was amazing. Then the, for me, it was just, it was the little, it was the way they used the anime style when they did. Like mm. the facial expressions, the big eyes when they're emotional about something, the way the tears came mm. out, all that stuff was amazing. But then also things like, like more Dragon Ball Z Sailor Moon style, where like things would have that big energetic shine on them, or like when she's like jumping through the air and doing and the panda thing the and past and the moon, and and the moon yeah. and all of that yeah. was so fucking cool in anime as well.
3: Um, So, can I just ask another question? Like was Tyler like a you in high school, Paul?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Don't say gay. He's such a Tyler.
3: (laughs) We like like with the girls at the concert. Like,
1: well, I went to an all boys school, so um, (laughs) I never got to have that experience of having being in the girl group. Mm. But um, I think the film was inferring that he was gay by the end, uh, and it might have been one of those Disney edits.
3: Mm, that's, Wait, what I did, did I miss? Did they talk about that. that he was
2: gay. Just because he was so into the boy band. And
3: I disagree with like, that. He was kind of, like, lusting after the guys, right? Like- yeah,
1: Yeah, no straight guy has a favourite <laughs> member of a boy band.
2: You should talk to my brother who's obsessed <laughs> with Five. Like, really? Yeah, yeah. Obsessed with Five. He that had five? But That's so Five. He- <laughs> five.
1: <laughs> but it, and Five was definitely a band I was thinking about a lot when I was switching this. Sure. Because obviously, uh, Four it's Town. Four Town, even though it's got five, five members. members. Yeah. Um,
2: <laughs> but um, did your brother ever have a favorite member of Five? I I imagine so. I could. I mean, we can ask him. We can get him live yeah. on here if you will. Down to the good meat. Maybe
0: Ninja Turtle. <laughs> yeah,
2: true. <laughs> it's <not> I same. I. <laughs> I can certainly see that read. I think it's a completely valid read. I don't think it necessarily needs to be that way, though. No, I think, Totally, I think
3: no. And we need to, like, make a world cool where, where boys can listen to whatever music they want. My son loves Dolly Parton, so, you know. That's what it is. my kid, um, which is his favorite member. I, I am just
0: asking you, the
3: left one, I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, wow, that might have been the funniest thing I've ever That's said. That's the best joke you've ever
4: done. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, But I just meant like we you were Tyler in high school. I, I Yeah, I forgot you went to yeah. an all-boys school, so I guess... That kinda takes yeah. care of that. But.
2: What what mm. if you were obsessed with the Spice Girls? Is that the same sort of thing? I was obsessed I like, with Spice Girls. Because I had both Which- albums, I had the movie, I had the live concert. Mm, I mean on VHS. I think he,
1: I think because they were quite sexual at times, sure you could get away with that without being Because there was
2: a friend in primary school <laughs> who definitely turned out to be gay. And he yeah. was obsessed with the Spice Girls, too, and I, he was another guy I knew who was. He had, like, platform yeah. shoes and everything, though. He went a whole other level more than <laughs> I did. Oh, my um, God.
3: I wanted platform so badly because of Spice Girls, and my mum wouldn't let me.
2: <laughs> which was your favourite Spice
1: Girl? Okay. Wait, wait, we, wait, should, wait we, we, should we should all right, say it. Take it. Okay. Are we all saying
0: No, 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 no. We'll, we'll say <laughs> it, and you, and you tell us which one it is. Wait. All right. Let, give me five minutes. <laughs> Hold on. Are you, guess, are you wait, guessing me, my favourite, or are we all saying Let me just look up. The Spice Girls, so
2: I can see which ones are which. Uh. Oh, I'm confused. Sorry is the is the is the assignment? We're all going to say our favorite Spice Girl. Or no, you're... it's
3: Brendan's going to match us to our Spice Girl. Oh, am I? I Brandon's thought we we're all going to guess who Broad's no. favorite
2: was. That's what that I wasn't sure.
3: Oh, yet. Okay. Wasn't sure. okay. Wait, we can do
0: everyone. Which excited. one? Which one we is can it? fill this out for twenty minutes?
2: <laughs> <laughs> content, 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 Paul.
3: I'm right. thinking.
0: Wait, I still haven't got a list of who, who's who. <laughs>
3: Victoria, I can
0: tell you, Wait,
2: there's baby, posh, ginger, scary, and sporty yeah, but these, I need pictures spices. to put them to. Oh, Maybe so ginger. I'm morning. changing my God. answer.
3: I'm changing my answer. Ginger. All right. Your
1: favorite was sporty.
0: And I'm going to guess posh spice because posh spice was my
2: favorite when I was growing up. Lucy?
3: I'm, I'm guessing ginger. He's was
2: 100% ginger. Ginger? Yeah, 100%. Yes, 100%. I still knew is, it still I is to this it. day. Jerry, all it. the way. Yeah, I'm, she, she
3: I- was the best, so ahead of her time. Oh, and also, really? Sporty totally, Sporty <laughs> totally predicted, like, the active wear trend.
4: She, she did. Was,
3: yeah. Way ahead of it. Yes, absolutely.
1: Um, I was always a baby.
3: Yes, yeah, same here, Baby So spice. was Liam.
0: Interesting. For sure. Mm-hmm. What does it say baby about spice. me that I thought Posh Spice was the best?
2: She- she's
3: very sultry.
2: She's yeah, she's quite attractive, Victoria. But and no, just
3: she didn't sing, so that's why <laughs> she just did this. Yeah,
2: it definitely wasn't about talent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just have a weakness for redheads. It's as simple as that. It may, in fact, no wonder I like this film. It's about a red panda. <laughs>
4: Ready to pop the question. It's in the bag. What? What's the point of getting to the concert if you're too exhausted
3: to enjoy it? Now take a break and help me appreciate some boys. Okay, okay, okay.
4: <sighs> Hey, what's up? Hey, hey man, what's up? What's up? Ooh, Ooh, looking look good. Nice calves. Are you a triangle? Because you were cute. <laughs> <laughs> that was
1: so weird. So after that diversion into... Who's the hottest Spice Girl? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go into how we how attractive we found the cast. Perfect now segue. It's time for hot or not? Take it away, Lucy. you going to sing like a boy band.
3: I'm not doing it. <laughs> are they tooter a boot? Are they ugly or cute? Tell me, are they hot or not? Ding! Ding. Ding.
4: Everyone, everyone's everyone's oh, everyone's 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 way. Way. Ugh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> We're four. All right, so obviously a lot of these are going to be friend or foes, but let's start with some hot or nots. So uh, Sandra Ming, at, uh, sorry Sandra O oh as Ming the mum,
2: hot.
3: Yeah, hot, kind of like Spy. in a real uptight way, but just like I love Sandra O, oh and mm. just that mm-hmm. they the instant uh, like I heard her voice, I just yeah, she was a hot mom.
0: Uh, I-, I love Sandra O, oh, but the shoulder pads and the What's your problem? It, but do you
3: know what I? It's, you know it's what I feel her like? She would be- it was just
0: it, maddening. Like I just got frustrated <laughs> anytime time she was on screen. Like,
3: but do you know what I feel like? She'd be like Brendan. I feel like she, at the end of a long day, would like let her hair down and like kick off her shoes and like unbutton her shirt a little bit and like the mask would drop a little bit and you, you know, the bit we she- saw the red panda
2: underneath. <laughs> <laughs> the, the bit where she <gasps> takes her shoes off and starts running. Without her shoes, yeah. The, <laughs> but oh, then you see. Oh, I just wish we got to see him all with red hair. Again,
1: wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
4: that back to Jerry.
2: Now we know why do you
0: like this movie.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna give her a knot just because of the convenience store scene. Yeah. Oh yeah, like I could never forgive her for that. If that, that was, was fair. unforgivable. We need
3: to talk about Devon though. Yeah. The convenience store guy. Yeah. So my major crush when i was maybe more in primary school was devon sawyer so just like the minute she was like <laughs> lusting after a guy called devon i just was like ah oh, those were the
4: days
1: <laughs> devon sawyer
3: <laughs>
1: sorry i just need
4: to- now and then <sighs> now and then dude
1: now final destination casper yeah
3: for- oh, okay oh, now we're not yeah man. yeah
1: he's
2: yeah. cute um, it's all right, Christina so- Ritchie was in that film too, which is always helpful. Yeah.
4: yeah Sorry, and they mm.
3: got it on most too. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: all right. So let's do some friend or foes. Uh, Rosalie Chang as Mei Lin, the main character.
3: Her whole crew. Yeah. Yes. yes. She was, she was, Framed cool. all of them. Yeah. Mm. And her whole crew. Yeah. Just, I-, I, I loved them. I've
2: seen a lot of criticisms from people who didn't like the movie, who wasn't their energy or whatever. And okay, sure. It wasn't for you that she, they found her annoying. I, really didn't find her an- annoying or irritating at all. I actually found just why well, I really liked that. I think too many times we see that sort of character in a film and they are made out to be annoying because she could be particularly pretentious or really like um, yeah, irritating in how sort of uptight and confident stuff she is. But I just thought she was cool. Like yeah. I mm. I really enjoyed how how enthusiastic she was about her friends and how much she loved Town and that the film was unabashedly on her side. I was too. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like When I started
0: watching it, because it it from the get go, it's all takes off, yeah, takes off. It's that that bombastic personality. It wasn't until I got the context of the 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 mother and that got a little deeper, and Mm -hmm. I like saw dimensions is when I actually Mm -hmm. really liked her. You know what I mean? Mm
2: -hmm. Because I Hmm.
0: when you saw her like having to uh, hold that facade of like pleasing her mother and stuff, I was like, oh yeah, they've actually given her more dimensions than just being a kooky thing that moves really fast, which I find really irritating with most sure. cartoons.
1: Uh, so, are we just going to give her whole friendship group uh, a friend? Yep. I love them. that. Oh, was some, so except the
0: one who was, like, afraid she was going to punch me.
3: <laughs> no, but it, it, you, need, like, you need a friend like that. No, they were you had
0: young. enough energy, she was, like, <laughs> <laughs> she nah. was a danger
2: to have around.
1: But she was so like the fact that she got so excited when she saw May uh, as a panda and she just wanted to hug her so bad like, and so disappointed yeah, exactly. when she when she
2: was able to get Well, she was not able to get her turn to a panda when she punched her she's like super yeah. supportive but with a sad face it was like <laughs> <laughs>
1: um did you know that Priya was played by May uh, Trey Ramakrishnan, the, I the main actress from uh, Never, Never Have I, have I, I ever. Ever. Yeah, because yeah, I, I
3: follow Mindy Kaling on Instagram, and she shouted her out and did actually did a, like a few posts about this movie. Um, Never, Yeah. So. Oh,
2: God. (laughs) Oh, Jesus
1: Christ. (laughs) You actually will really
3: like it, Brendan. It was good for one season,
2: Brendan. It was good for one
3: season. I think you can – boo, no. (laughs) I I think you can – Season two is great. (laughs) I think you can – hey, I might not have a podcast about watching TV, but TV is my one true love, okay? (laughs) Um, You have to be as a
2: guest soon, Lucy. Okay.
3: (laughs) You can draw parallels to um, Never Have I Ever. That's like sure. about a horny teenage girl that, you know, you don't really see that character a lot. In with the-
2: her, who is also like a second generation overbearing American, ma- overbearing yeah. mother. Yeah, totally. It's all there. The same thing. Actually, might have been one of my tenuous recommendations. Mm. I don't know.
1: And let's finish with one last hot or not. Wei Ching Ho as Grandma.
2: Yeah. she's a, she, she was like a silver fox. I can't remember what colour her hair was. I think she was kind of. Yeah. I can see with that. that-
1: with that cool scar. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> hold, on, hold on, hold on. How can this last one? We've got to go through the dad first, the most supportive dad ever. He was amazing. Oh, no, <laughs> so supportive? Um, yeah, uh, Well, yeah, but, like- No, no, the whole time, he was the best. He was the one who, like, helped to talk her- Like, he was the one that told Ming that she needed to tell May about the whole panda thing. He was the one who, like, convinced her that she should keep it if she wanted to. Like, mm. he he was a super supportive dad. He was just- he was overshadowed by Ming, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Ming was so overbearing that he had to find his little moments to like get in there and help us. And, and that's
3: stuff. sometimes you you know, you don't need to be like the cool dad who's like, you yeah. know, always like joking and laughing. Like sometimes you can just sweep in and kind of silent Bobber and just like a few a few lines here and there and just say all the right things and still be a great dad. He also and-
2: cooked like a boss. <laughs> oh my
3: god, the cooking, yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. That makes him hot, actually. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> Thank you. Exactly. And you haven't discussed any of the members of Four Town? Like, oh, yeah. I'm um, um, you so got- on your own <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I know, Literally, the object of these girls' desire. Let's not rate them how hot I- they are. I- <laughs>
0: that would be
4: crude.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So
1: just so you know, like Jordan Fisher, who you might know from. Um, to all the boys I loved before too was Robert. Oh really? I didn't uh, know that. Yeah. 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 Um, Phineas O'Connor was uh Jesse, who's uh uh Billy Eilish's brother yep. in real life. Yep. Uh the other three I've never seen before. Topher, No as Aaron T, Josh Levi as Aaron Z. I do love that there was two Aaron's as sort of <laughs> like <laughs> such a boy band thing. Mel B, and, Mel C. Uh, yep. Yeah, and uh, Grayson Villanueva as Tay Young. Um, I think it's easy just which- to do
2: as collective. I don't think individually yeah. it's going to make much difference. Yeah,
3: yeah. I mean, huh. I get it. I think they're now the brave.
2: Yes. Yeah. Dreamy yeah. eyes when the wings come out during that. And you know and the stuff. way
3: as well, kind of like the BTS guys, they're sort of like gentle and felt. They're yes. not like mm-hmm. overpairing and, you know, like mm-hmm. Mark Wahlberg. It's like, I don't know where to look.
4: <laughs> I'm looking like, at you a-, know what
0: I mean? a-, a photo of all of them and I'm trying to figure out who the bad boy is, but I look like I could beat all of them.
4: <laughs> my mom cuts his hair at the salon and i felt it it's very soft whoa can i have some yeah abby hook his sister up Ew, he looks like a hobo a hot hobo may i remind you what real men look like oh, four, four town. Town. yes four town.
1: Now it's time for Opinion Swap, where we find some entertaining reviews of turning red from Wait. across the interwebs. <laughs> so this one's from 24 Frames of Nick on Letterboxd. He gives it three and a half stars. And they say, periods in my Disney movie? This is outrageous. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Boom. Wait, what did they rate it? What
1: was
2: the star three, rate?
1: Three and a half. Three and a half. So I think they're being Wait, that's a solid I think movie. they actually <laughs> liked it. All right, uh this one's from West 10 who gives it 5 stars and this entire uh review is in caps and it says i want to touch the fur i know exactly what it would feel like just makes too much sense i want to touch the fur Ooh, oh
0: jeez <laughs>
4: We, we yeah, know it was what definitely- it's like
0: to make something and awaken a, a
2: subculture
0: that you do nothing about. <laughs> so, I mean,
2: the last scene with May definitely made some furries happy when she had the ears and the tail and stuff like that. Like, oh, it's yeah. definitely this was heading.
1: <laughs> All right, uh, this one's from James on Letterbox, and they gave it four stars. And They said Miriam talking about boys while wearing that gay ass outfit. Give it a few few years, girly. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely did think that, that she was giving out lesbian vibes. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. So um
0: wasn't that just like you know, the the cool grunge girl?
2: Like yeah, she a did
3: cu- seem super cool. There's a couple of yeah. things
2: like that in this film. Again, this is where you wonder if uh Disney's cut some stuff out. There was some people were picking up on the Miriam and May vibe and like when, when Ming says like there's something there's, that girl's odd felt that was like a little bit queer coded. I
3: think she's bi, by the way. Yeah, I think that's fair to say as well.
2: Yeah. But the um, there was another bit with Priya when they're I think it's Priya is the name of the character. The yeah. Um, when they're at the party and she starts dancing with the goth girl and they're and they're all like going woo 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 and then the three friends who are left all start making this face like what about and nudge each other like uh uh, huh she's really into this girl so there's like there's a couple little things like that actually in the film as well. It's very very quick but a lot of people picked up on it.
4: Hmm.
1: Well, you know, I'm looking forward to a time where it doesn't have to be uh, Fucking really s- subtle things that you have to pick up on. Absolutely. Like. All right. Uh, this one's from Kylo Ren on Letterboxd. Oh. Oh.
0: The Kylo? <laughs> the Kylo Ren.
1: The Kylo. <laughs> <laughs> and they say, this isn't very realistic. Girls don't typically turn into pandas. <laughs> I don't think. I don't ever talk to a girl ever, so I'm not sure. But I don't no, think so. So if Pixar can edit this to fix that issue, that would be nice. <gasps> it was all fun and games with the talking cars and monsters, but this just isn't realistic. Also, people are usually not usually computer animated, so fix that too. <laughs> and finally, we have a 3-star review from Barracuda on Letterboxd who says, "I suppose you could classify this as a period piece."
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, I wish well I thought of that. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> there was actually one piece of criticism I was wondering if you guys agreed with or not. Cause, um some people suggested the film like encourages children to be like rude to their parents. Like the the film is saying that may by by not just being a rebel, but but like yelling at and fighting with her mum was like part of was like celebrated in some way.
3: But I feel like it's, it's, it was really grown up in that it showed you that adults make mistakes and that you, you will, like, there will be a time when you find out that your parents aren't perfect and that they're just human beings and, Uh, I quite like that they explored that theme.
2: Uh, Yeah, I think that's the difference between the movie saying outright, yeah, May was right to yell at her mum, and the idea that like those conflicts happen in real life. That's part of being a teenager, and rather than fight it, maybe just understand it and try to be supportive of each other. Like at the end of the movie, where she goes, (laughs) you're not going out wearing that, and she says, my panda, my... Was my choice, yeah. And then, then, and then, they're like the understanding moment is, "I'll be home by dinner," sort of thing. Like, okay, we don't just we don't agree on everything, but we still love each other and can support each other.
3: And you know that they they say like, "Which parent says the the further you go, the prouder I'll be?" I just love i i I am worried about myself as a parent, like not letting go of my kid and letting them Mm. and. Um, you know, I read a nice quote that is, you know, you don't build a beautiful ship to keep it in the harbour. You have to like you you grow up, your kid grows up and the whole time you as your parent you as the parent know that you have to like send them off. So um I I liked that it explored that theme.
2: Maybe she should have turned into a ship instead of a panda and people would have <laughs> understood it. Bye mom,
3: bye dad.
4: Hold on. You're not going out like that, are you? Ugh, my panda my choice, Mom. I'll be back before dinner, okay? Fine. Oh, um, you're welcome to join us <gasps> for Mister Lee's There's cooking. Uh, yeah, yes. don't, don't load, load up on junk.
1: All right, uh, let's get to tenuous recommendations, where we each recommend a piece of media that is linked to today's movie in some way. And a reminder: if you ever want to see a list of all the recommendations we have made on the show, head over to our letterbox page, which is linked on our website. Now. This is my podcast, so I'm going to break the rules today and recommend. I'm two recommending guys. two as well. I' going
0: to play by the rules. Can, can I go last? Because I'm a That's good boy.
1: Okay, sure, sure, sure. All right, so I'm going to do the obvious one first. Um, so I am going to uh, I'm going to recommend a movie that was obviously a influence on this one, which is the 1994 Studio Ghibli film Pom which I think is not as widely seen as a lot of the other Studio Ghibli Mm -hmm. movies, Um, but it's definitely worth everyone's time. It's a movie about a bunch of magical shape-shifting raccoons (laughs) who um, their forest is going to be destroyed um, and it's their fight against all the humans to try to save their forest. So it's got... Raccoons that look very similar mm. to May um, in this film—they uh, also shape shift from human to animal. The Tanuki, um, then probably, yeah, and probably the difference is uh, that they also have giant inflatable ball they're, sacks that allow them they're to tanuki, fly.
2: Yeah, have you ever, in Japan? Yeah. outside <laughs> outside um, Ryokans and stuff like that, <laughs> they'll have statues of of Tanuki, and they have giant fucking ball sacks. All of them—it's amazing. Wait, wait. Yeah, are yeah. they explained
0: uh, in the film as ball sacks or is That's this- what
2: they are. That is that is they what are. they are. They are they're very
1: obviously they ball sacks. Mm, like- you know the <laughs> yeah. Chinuki suit um- <laughs> in Super
2: Mario Brothers? It's anatomically incorrect because he doesn't have giant balls. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um so this is a super charming movie and even though giant it has balls. Yep. <laughs> balls um, it's still I'd say Kid appropriate so one for the whole family despite periods, the periods <laughs> exactly exactly get
2: used
4: to it.
1: um uh but my other recommendation is a film that i watched this week and i absolutely fell in love with it so i want to recommend it uh, as well um and my connection is that it's also a period piece is that the connection time period <laughs>
4: okay no right, shut sorry. up
1: um <laughs> It's a period piece to a, a time period that's also within my own lifetime. So this is like set in the late '90s, and this film was obviously set in 2002, and it's also a coming of age film. Um, and it's a film called Dating Amber, um, which just premiered on Netflix over here, mm-hmm. but um, I think it, it's everywhere. And I, uh, especially Lucy, I think you would love this I'm film. Writing it down. Um, yep. Yeah, um, so it's about a uh, – it's set in Ireland um, in the 90s Amazing. and it's and it's about a gay kid and a lesbian kid who decide to pretend to be boyfriend and girlfriend uh, so that all the bullies in the school will just leave them alone and then um, all these complications happen mm. from there. Um, it's really beautiful and it really um, encapsulates – what it's like to be a closeted teenager in, like, a very, like, I felt very, like, seen by this film, mm. like, my teenage self, um, especially the way that it kind of turns the gay kid into a bit of an asshole and, like, he does a lot of awful things and uh, it really shows what, like, how toxic being forced in the closet can be on someone. Um, but it's also really funny at times. Um, yeah, I saw, I saw and the trailer. Emotional really and- cool. Is it a film or a series? Yeah, it's a film cool. and it, it only goes for an hour and a half. Super easy watch um, and it's available on Netflix everywhere. So um, Dating Amber, I really want well, everyone on to see it.
3: Very
2: cool.
1: Lucy, what's yours?
3: So the first one I'm yeah. doing is The Diary of a Teenage Girl. Have I recommended that before? <laughs> Okay, and has anyone seen it?
1: I've seen it. Sounds
2: familiar. I may have.
1: So
3: you know, it's like the Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Like the title's Mm -hmm. a bit like misleading or whatever. It's um, it was a book. I'm pretty sure, which I haven't read. Sorry, but um, it's got the chick from the King of Staten Island. You know that that chick, Paul. Yep. Yeah. Out. What's her name? <laughs> she plays like uh, a 17 year old and it's fully about her sort of sexual like discovery and it's set in the seventies and even though, you know, I didn't grow up
1: Bell Power.
3: Belle Um even though I didn't grow up in the seventies, still felt very like, you know, she's like it was a real story. Um mm-hmm. and some of it, a lot of it's inappropriate, but I guess it's um yeah, she has an affair with her mum's boyfriend. Um but really good movie and definitely you don't see a lot of films from that perspective about that, that theme. So that's yeah. the first one.
1: Cool. That, that's a great movie and a, you should mention like the whole Kristen cast. Kristen Wiig, Alexander
3: yeah. Skarsgård, Christopher Sweet Cheeks, Maloney. Um. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> and also I, I went on the IMDb page have you guys seen Alexander Skarsgård's IMDb he picture? He has no pants
3: on. I saw it when I was looking up this film. <laughs> right? What is that?
1: Yeah, <laughs> that is the most insane IMDb <laughs> picture I'm not I've mad ever at seen. It though, you know. Like- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, definitely. love
3: um, it. And then my other one, and I also can't remember if I've ever recommended this before. I don't think I have, but it truly is one of the best films I've ever seen, and so I'm sure it's not going to surprise anyone. Can you guess what it is, Paul? No. I'm doing Eighth Grade.
2: Fuck. Uh,
0: uh, yay!
3: I'm the so
4: glad I got to had, go like, first.
0: Uh, was that yours as well, Brad?
2: It so was like, on my list, yeah. You stole it. Jinx, you broke the rules and yes. you stole it from <laughs> yes. our guest.
3: <laughs> no, and this one had to go second because I like this movie is amazing, and you know the way we were talking about before about TikTok and all that stuff, and it's yeah. just like gross, horrible. It's like this movie is fully set in that that time. Yeah, she's yeah. got a YouTube channel, and she throws up the Gucci symbol, and <laughs> I I've just never seen a movie like this before. I I love it, and I I think it should be like taught in schools. Um. And I just loved I, – I listened to a Bo Burnham interview where he talked about he just watched, like, hours and hours of teenagers, um, their YouTube channels, and that, you know, boys would talk about video games. Sorry, guys. And that teenage girls <laughs> teenage girls would talk about their souls because I guess he was being asked, like, why did you choose to make this about a female? Um, And that teenage girls talk,
4: talk about their souls. And
3: I just <laughs> – oh, I just thought that it was amazing that – like, he, he found that story, like, yeah that he wrote that. He, I, yeah, it's one of the best films I've ever seen. I watched it on a plane of all places, and I wept. Adrian was asleep, and I was like, yay, I can watch 8th Grade. Adrian said he didn't want to watch it. Uh, and he woke up, like, while I was just... You know, like blubbering. He's like, "Are you okay?" I'm like, yeah, Something's <laughs> happening to me." Yeah. That um, happened to
2: me. That happened to me when I watched Room, the Brie Larson film Room on a plane. I got uh, ha- yeah. like yeah. the halfway point of that film I was a fucking mess on a plane, like an international yeah. flight. It was yeah. very
4: awkward. Um,
3: and I'm just—I will stop in a minute. Um, but I just think that thing of in high school, you know, you feel so lonely, even though everybody's going through the same thing and it just does really well talking about mean girls and like making friends and, like, taking chances and doing things when you're not ready for them, and I've just never seen a film like it. So, five million stars. Love mm-hmm. it.
1: Totally agree. I think we've all watched it and we all loved yeah. it.
2: Yeah. So.
0: Broad, anything to add?
2: No, you go, you go first, Broad.
0: Oh, no, no, about, meant, about, about eighth grade. About eighth grade, like... No, no, you go. Am I going now? Yep. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh well the movie i'm choosing i am so surprised paul didn't recommend it but listening to
1: Uh, so a little backstory last week Brennan and i hung out and he's like you know what i'm recommending and i was like trying to guess it and i couldn't guess it and then like a couple of nights ago i was just sitting there and i'm like oh i know what
0: it's gonna do so uh say it at the same time (laughs) uh yeah, right. three, two, one, red, red rocket. rocket. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Very good>. N sync <laughs> in the trailer. Yeah, uh, we got red in the title. This movie <laughs> yeah. uh, was so good, so hilarious, yeah. Uh, yeah. and also so miserable. Um, yeah. If, if you haven't heard of it, it's this Yeah, film, I'm Googling um, it now. What is it? Uh, it's about this uh, porn star who's sort of like on the run. He's washed up and he goes back to his hometown where everyone is just hating to see him. And he's putting himself in their lives. And it's played by, what's his name? Simon, Simon Rakes. It's about a character uh, that we've probably all met. The person who able to like push themselves and get away with everything Uh, and it's just, just watch Red Rocket, it's awesome.
1: Yeah, and, like, Simon Rex is absolutely robbed. He, he was by far the best actor in any film last year, and the fact that he wasn't even nominated is a fucking travesty. Like, this is one of those stories, you know, the guy that we all know from the scary movie films just, like, fucking knocking it out of the park with this, Mm. it's just... It's actually really sad that he wasn't nominated because he and because, like, through the whole award season, like, people were hyping him up to be, and you could see in interviews, mm. like, how much he wanted it. So, I'm a bit crushed for him, but
0: yeah, I agree. And hearing like the backstory and putting that into context with what this film is, yeah, I feel like it would have been one of those things that the Oscars eats up, which is a story, you know what I mean?
1: <laughs> yeah, like going from porn. To being an actor, then playing a porno actor in a movie, and then winning an Oscar. Would yeah, mean, and like having best- like <laughs> having porn
0: like ruin your career, um, and all of a sudden it being the redeeming thing. Like, oh well, um, yeah. fuck the Academy.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Brad, what's yours? Did you say tenuous recommendation or torrent of recommendation? I'm here to occupy the podcast, <laughs> podcast, <laughs> podcast, <laughs> Fight the power. Here we go. Bo Burnham's Eighth Grade, already recommended by Lucy. Excellent Whee! film. smart, <laughs> a great film about uh, yeah. like- uh, totally. Sort of very yeah. uh, you know, book smart girls, and sort of their experience through high school, and then learning a bit about themselves along the way, which is definitely inspired by Super Bad, which is a very authentic film about boys in high school. If you want to watch a film that's like got a really cool energy and visual sense, inspired by anime that's set in Toronto. Watch Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. If you want another animated mm. film that's very cool um, animation, but also about like a kids and their parents and their relationship with their parents, Sp- uh, Spider-Man: Into the Spider-Verse, The Mitchells vs. the Machines, and Kubo and the Two Strings are excellent options. TV shows that are really cool for the content they talk about <laughs> uh, especially it relates to like growing up uh, yeah like becoming an adult and pubing and stuff like that sex education you can watch our listen to our mm. review of that of the three seasons of that so far on hunting seasons and end of the fucking world particularly season one I think that's very cool as well uh, master of none if you want to have there's a couple episodes there about like generational trauma and second generation Americans uh, never have I ever which is already mentioned earlier and if you just want to hear more of Ludwig Granson's amazing music community the TV show or hit his uh, score for the movie Creed, which is one of my favourite films of all time, and, of course, The Mandalorian. That's my ton of recommendations.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I missed that.
2: Could you say that again? <laughs> Absolutely. <Yeah. laughs> so, starting with both hands <laughs> mm. yeah.
3: mm. Let's go. Mm. Yeah.
4: I've never met nobody like Um, you Had friends and I've had buddies It's it's true true, But they don't turn my tummy The way way you you do do. I've never met nobody like like you You're never not on my mind Oh my, oh my! I'm never not by your side, your side, your side. I'm never gonna let you cry, oh cry, don't cry. I'll never not be your ride or
1: die, alright. So if you head over to our website, you'll see that each of us has ranked every body swap film we have reviewed on the podcast. So my question is, where are we all going to put Turning Red on our lists now? Brod, you've got should, the shortest I go, list I should go of first Azul. for this one.
2: So, your list is what you've- I, you've... Can, I can tell you my list so far, uh, before turning red. Heart and Soul, Your Name. Not that I reviewed Heart and Soul with you guys. I just like to put it up there. Heart <laughs> and Soul, Your Name, because we've mentioned that before as well. Soul, then yeah. the body swap episode of Community, body swap episode of Buffy, body swap episode of Futurama, body swap episode of Lizzie McGuire, Mama Boy, and then AI Love You at the bottom.
1: Oh, did you like AI Love You-
2: Less than I would. Re- I've already seen <laughs> Mama Boy twice. I would never re-watch A, I Love You. So,
1: <laughs> I came to that realisation when I
2: put this list together the other day. Yes, A, I Love You goes at the bottom of my list. I didn't
1: realise you had re-watched Mama Boy. When did that happen? So,
2: I watched initially with Damask and then I got Steph to watch it. I was like, you need to try okay. this out too. She, she had a good time with it. Okay. Um, I am putting Turning Red at the top of my list. I, oh, wow. As I said. Fucking love this film, have watched mm. it twice already, have been listening to the soundtrack in my car non-stop. Again, Ludwig Göransson's incredible score. Everyone mm-hmm. talks about Michael giacchino at the moment because he's doing so much work. He's obviously the heir apparent to like John Williams and those sorts of um mm. composers. But ludwig Göransson is like taking that stuff and then evolving it in a new direction. I think he's fucking awesome. Um anyway, turning Reds at the top of my list. There you go. Awesome.
3: Mm. Lucy. Oh, I don't want to go first. Second. <laughs> okay,
1: fuck me, right? All, right. all right, I'll go. I'll go second then. Um, all right. I am gonna put this in between heart and souls and soul. So Ooh, above soul. Yes, I like wow. this more than soul. Um, so I'm gonna That's get round applause from me. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm gonna put this sixth on my list. So your name, freaky hot chick. Being John Malkovich, Heart and Souls, and now t-
3: Turning Red after that.
0: Beautiful. And for me, I'm putting-
3: I can't wait to hear. <laughs> turning
0: Red I'm the boy.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: I'm <laughs> uh, building tension. <laughs> uh, I'm putting it between Big, 1988, and Freaky Friday, 1976. Wow. Oh, that's, that's, still, that, that's
3: still pretty good. That's yeah. nice. Yeah. 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 I'm putting it- um, after 13, going on 30, and no, no, sorry. I'm putting it after Soul and above 17 again. So, like, it, that's top 10, I think, still. Yeah. yeah. So, I think I like Soul just a tiny bit more.
1: Hmm. Well, I mean, that's, I think you can safely say we're all recommending people watch it. 100%. even 100%. Brendan.
2: Yeah.
4: Brendan's <laughs> like, one of those
3: people who, like, he'll write a review that has, like, Three and a half stars, but then the review will be really negative. Like, I don't know. He, you, you like the movie?
0: <laughs> I guess, I guess, like, there's a lot of things I like, but it doesn't make it exceptional. It just means I enjoyed myself. Uh, but I can't say
2: more in that. Like, yeah. Uh,
3: what is no. life like going, is that bad? Is, is that weird to go through life like that? That sounds really
2: weird. This is, I can't fault a single thing about this dish. It was fine.
1: Yeah, yeah,
3: <laughs> completely.
1: <laughs> so last episode, Brad was on, and when he heard what we were doing this episode, he insisted on coming back. Here so we let's go. See, let's let's see trick. if it happening again. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think you might uh, be interested in this one. Uh, uh, we've done a lot of new movies all in a row, so I thought it's time to go back to the 80s, uh,
3: 1980 to Sometimes be Sometimes it's great. Well, it's swap films, and sometimes it's and sometimes real danger. 18 again, yeah. <laughs> so uh,
1: th- I've chosen a film from director Joe Camp, who is the mastermind behind the Benji franchise. I don't know if you guys are familiar um, no, with
0: I'm- not feeling it yet, Paul. Do you, Come do, on, are bring, you, are you bring the heat up, please.
1: Are, are you guys familiar with the Benji movies? I, no. know, I feel like I've no.
2: heard that name, but I don't know why. Is, is it like about a s-
1: dog? Yeah, a <laughs> yeah. series oh, of movies about a dog.
2: It was um, a definite
0: VHS release.
1: Yeah. Uh, so uh, he made a whole bunch of movies about Benji the dog, and this is the one outlier in his uh, filmography. Uh, a 1980 comedy Starring Chevy Chase, Jane Seymour, and Omar Sharif.
3: Oh my god! Called, wow. Call,
1: called Oh Heavenly Dog," where what? a mur- where a murdered detective must avenge his murder after he is reincarnated as a dog.
2: Rott Do you roll. say Chevy Chase is in this? Yeah, hold on. Hold on. He is
1: the star. Yes, oh, is
2: he? He's the voice of the dog.
1: He is, or oh, it's, he's him until he gets murdered, and then he's the voice of the dog. Yes. <sighs> <laughs>
2: I'm not requesting to be on the podcast. I've overstayed my (laughs) (laughs) welcome as it is, (laughs) but I will be listening in to listen to fatigue or not because that sounds interesting.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Uh, I'm sure it'll be a trash (laughs) fire. But yeah, (laughs) well, I mean, it's another animal theme one to tie in with this. So I thought it'd be a good follow up. (laughs) I'm looking at the,
0: I'm looking at the uh, the poster, and we have a dog with a magnifying glass looking at a woman in a bathtub.
3: <laughs> and there it is there we go
4: <laughs> <laughs> the 80s <laughs> all right uh
1: so thanks again uh broad for coming on the show um, thank you yeah. thank- yes. thanks thanks
2: for indulging me you there- said pixar movie and i was like could to be there buddy
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: there is one more pixar body swap in the back catalog so we'll have to bring you back when we eventually do that um <laughs> uh, so uh What's happening on your podcast?
2: Uh last week we released our review of Peacemaker season one. If you don't know hunting seasons, we review seasons of television. And the week after this one, I'm not sure when you release the episode, but the next one we're gonna be doing is reviewing uh the after party. This is a Lord and Miller TV show on Apple TV Plus. It's a murder mystery with an incredible cast. Um mm-hmm. I have spoilers, I had a really good time with it. I'm looking forward to discussing it yeah, I like on the podcast. It. Yeah, we're all watching, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: I really enjoyed it There, you don't even have to do the episode now That's it, <laughs> yeah, great, this is a bad pitch I should have it's left it okay. bunch <laughs> <laughs> Alright, um, so until next time Don't be a piece of shit on the ground <laughs> DPW, DPW And review us on iTunes or Spotify And I was Paul Mitzi
3: I was Lizzie Thomas I
2: was Brendan Levi. And I was Broderick Gordas
3: Okay, bye Bye, bye.
1: bye.